Hey everybody, hope things are going well. You know, uh, in this day and age, there are still some countries to this day where there is still the crown that governs in a literal sense or a figurative sense. In the culture of those countries, the crown is of the highest importance to most that live and thrive there. Well, in the realm of horticulture, there too is a crown, albeit a much different one. But as you will learn, it too is one of the utmost important parts of the plant world when it comes to planting and landscape success. In fact, ladies and germs, bury it and it will reward you with death and failure, sometimes quickly and other times a long prolonged agony. And when I speak about death and failure, it's the plant that is. Hey, I'm glad you're here. Are you ready for a little crown education? Maestro, do me a favor, step away from the Burger King hat. That is not the crown we are talking about today. Let's get going. Hey, I'm Matt and you can call me coach. Every week I bring to you landscape tips and tricks, design concepts, horticulture, and other knowledgeable facts about your landscape in an easy to understand format so you can tackle projects yourself, get the results you want, be more self-reliant, and save a lot of money in the process. You know, after a 20 plus year career as a successful self-employed landscape designer, contractor, and educated in college and ornamental hort, and a retail nursery manager, I bring with me a lot of knowledge and experience that I want to share with you, the modern, educated, self-reliant homeowner of today. Well, since we're on kind of a regal theme, I hope all is well in your realm. I would first like to express in a very serious manner my sincere condolences to the crown of Great Britain and the Queen and the passing of Prince Philip. He lived a long and noble life and served the Queen for decades and I know that he will be missed in that family and in that country. Okay, so moving on. This week we are discussing the crown of a totally different nature. We are discussing that anatomy of a plant whether it be shrub, tree, pansy, or anything, that is so important that many ignore proper planting techniques and as a result, kill their expensive planting investments. In fact, I had a client once that thought it best to make a beautiful raised bed around the trunk of a 70-year-old cedar tree. The bed was gorgeous. It had hostas, azaleas, and other filtered light understory plantings. But the amazing raised bed, after about two years, took down that 70-year-old cedar tree. Why, you ask? Did not pay attention to the crown. On all plants, the location or area just above where the trunk meets the roots is called the crown. It is a very unassuming portion of the plant, but requires special attention. It really does. It is a portion of the plant where respiration does occur. Respiration, like, you know, breathing. So try this. Place both hands over your nose and mouth. Don't let go. Hold it. Hold it. Get my meaning? Now, imagine you go to the nursery 
and you spend $500 or more on plants and perennials and color, you buy all the fertilizer, all the soil amendments, A, mulch too, just like the nursery pro suggested. You get home, dig your planting holes, mix all soils and amendments correctly, and plant that $500 investment in your landscape. You know, you stand back and admire your work, and things are looking good. They really are. Nice new bed, quite an improvement compared to what it was a week before. Things look good for a few weeks, or maybe even a few months. Then you notice some browning on the leaves. Maybe you notice some leaf drop or wilting of your plants. So you, as the responsible homeowner, you water a little more. Still, that problem persists. Maybe you run to Reddit and post your problem and ask for help. You get uh, 25 suggestions back, anywhere from give it more water, it's been hot, to a crazy little post by some guy calling himself yard coach and some other learned professionals. They ask you to check the crown and you are probably suffering crown rot. Check the planting depth and correct. You check accordingly and find that those beautiful, wonderful, lush, expensive plants had settled in the planting holes that you lovingly dug and planted in. And the soil and mulch have buried, buried the almighty crown. Many times, once crown rot has been created, a dying plant is almost irreversible. The degradation of this area of the plant cannot be recreated. It just cannot. Now you have to replant. And more expense, and it is frustrating and maddening. You wasted all this time, you wasted this much money, and it's so, so preventable. So preventable. I had many clients over the years scorn me and accuse me of not knowing how to plant trees and shrubs when they would examine their new plantings I was putting in and see the root ball protruding about an inch or so above the soil grade. They would flippantly say, hey, what are you doing? I, I thought you were a professional. And I would politely turn to them and go, yeah, yeah, yeah. Then I'd have to explain the horticultural practice of correct planting techniques and the why behind what I did. Of course, ladies and gentlemen, I always did this in the utmost tactful way I could muster after being on my hands and knees in 100 degree heat at ground level for the last six hours. I usually got an intelligent O as a response, and they returned to their air-conditioned domicile and later stated, I didn't know that, I take it back. Planting expensive plants and trees requires a little know-how and attentiveness in order to ensure lasting success of those plants and trees. Creating a planting situation that allows for drastic settling and soil intrusion where the plant cannot tolerate it is a guaranteed recipe for disaster. You know, in over 20 years of landscape experience, I can recall three times, three out of the tens upon tens of thousands of trees and shrubs and plants that I put in the ground for people, I can recall three times I actually replanted a warranted plant for a customer. Three. I guaranteed my plants for 30 days, as long as proper care and instructions were followed that I would always do on a walkthrough. And I could tell that those were administered after I was done. So, for your planting success, always ensure you plant your plants correctly and allow for that soil settling. I always suggest about an inch above 
the grade in the water basin that you've created. Make it look like you deliberately planted it shallow a little bit. Make sure if you are planting larger trees, the crown and root flare are visible and the drainage is away from the area. What? Wait, what the hell is a root flare, coach? Another term we haven't heard of? Yeah, I thought I'd spring another term on you. And oh, by the way, thank you, Maestro. Thanks for stepping in there. You know, if you go out to Mother Nature's forest and look at the trees she planted and God created, you will see the portion of that tree that transitions from the trunk to the root, just below the crown, where the roots begin to flare outwards and into a structurally stabilizing, food-producing root system. Bam, there you go, the root flare. All shrubs and trees have them as well. Check out the YouTube channel this week if you want some awesome Mother Nature inspired root flares. Hey, I got some doozies for you. So don't suffocate your hard earned expensive planting investments by ignoring the crown and the root flare. Do so and it is like throwing money down a rat hole. Not to mention, it does absolutely nothing for your landscape confidence and further success in the landscape. So easily preventable, so easily preventable with just a little bit of know-how, which you just got. The only plant I have ever ignored this cautionary practice is the almighty tomato. No, really, I bury the tomato trunks purposely just a little bit deep. And if you don't believe me, hey, Google it. It is a common practice. The tomato plant will love to root out right from its trunk there, and it'll be a much more stable tomato in the long run once it starts putting on those heavy fruits. So, hey, all hail the crown and the root flare. Make sure you protect these areas of your expensive plantings. Make sure that water and other uh, moistures do not accumulate right on there. That's why we make water basins and taper from our plants outward to the water basin edge. That way water does not collect around the what? The crown and the root flare. Guys, I hope you learned just a little something here today. It's a little bit of horticultural experience that I wanted to bring you. And it also save you a whole lot of headache, heartache, and dollars in the long run. Hey, I will catch you guys next week. If you would like to just bump up your educational knowledge just a bit, even further than listening to my golden-throated tones, you might want to check out our website, youryardcoach.com. There I have two products I would love to offer you. A really good read, an inexpensive read on Landscaping Simplified, the ebook that I created over the last year. And if you really want to go all out and you have either a change of career in mind, which I'm not suggesting at all, but uh, you want to do your own landscape project and do it right the first time with all the things the pros bring to it, check out Homescape 1.0. Guys, appreciate your attention. Glad you stayed with me. Check out the YouTube channel this week, and I will catch you guys next week, as always. Take care. Thank you for listening to this episode of Yard Coach. Check out the original videos on YouTube at Yard Coach or email Coach Matt at youryardcoach at gmail.com. And hey, did you get your free 15-step landscaping project checklist? Check out the podcast description below for the link to your free PDF as well as the YouTube channel for more great information for the DIYer in you. See you next week.